Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome back to Boss Uncaged Podcast. So you may or may not be seeing this stream because we're having technical difficulties, but you know, yet and still as podcasters, we push and carry on because that's what we do. And we just figure it out as we go. <laughs> as always, in my season finales, the only opportunity do I have to kidnap this woman and get her in front of the camera, even though the audience has been asking for her time. <laughs> time. <laughs> Alex Grant. Hello. Yes. My twice a year moment on the podcast that usually takes me about two or three days to get ready for. Like we were supposed to do this Friday, Thursday, and yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at Here every turn, every turn, she's like, oh, 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 eh, oh, oh, eh, oh, oh. Like, are you all right? Are you getting adjusted by chiropractor? Are you okay? <laughs> I know. It takes a lot, but it's early to have coffee. So I should be able to survive the next half hour. Or 45 minutes, or maybe even an hour. That, that may be a stretch for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, all right. Well, the show is live. I've set it off. So what are we talking about today? Well, we are in true form, wrapping up season five, getting ready to kick off season six. So we'll talk a little bit about some of the interviews we've had this season and some really heavy hitters that were going to be in season six, which should be really interesting. And in true form. Mr. Grant across the screen has 10,000 things going on at one time. You know, we have other podcasts, footy podcasts, book podcasts, book launches, a new website. So, yes, and a new toy. <laughs> yes. Are we going to be able to hear your what your new toy says? I'm going to put it as close as I can to the dynamic mic. So this is what I got for Father's Day, which is definitely a really one cool. of the things. Don't don't yeah. say yeah, this is one of them. I mean, I, I didn't say it's the only thing. I said this is the thing <laughs> that I got. It's it's my friend. Do you want to listen to my friend? Here it goes. You can't hear him. So he's saying, "Uh oh, I gotta go. Uh oh, I gotta go." It's a pooping turtle. Like literally, you put food in his mouth and poop comes out. Like, that's the perfect Father's Day gift ever. We, we haven't tested the pooping mechanism yet, but yes. Him I saying, like uh-oh, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I like the theme song. And it's purple. So it's just bizarre and weird. Like myself. So it makes perfect sense. So back to what you were saying about all the things, the multiple projects, you're trying to make it seem like I have some kind of disorder, or some kind of syndrome or something that I just can't focus on one thing. But continue. No. Um, similar to what we talked about last season, let's get into the books a little bit. What's going on with Boss and Cage and the books? Um, I know you have a note on here that we're potentially getting ready to relaunch and redesign the book journal. So talk about that. Well, <laughs> this is the problem. Be transparent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very transparent. So the, the problem when you're using third-party vendors, you know, without naming them, you know, like they're they're owned and by a bald guy that's a billionaire. Like they just randomly just do things, right? This is the problem with you. Like that's why you're supposed to own your own list and you need to own your own things because when you create things on platforms like this at any given time, they could just 
deactivate it or cancel it, or in my case, block one of my books. So the journals, the book journals got blocked, I guess, in the last week or so. And I'm like looking to check my data, check my sales. And I'm just kind of like, where the hell's the journal? Like, why well, don't I see the journal? And then I, I go into my KDP account and, and it says my journal has been blocked for some random reason, which is always some random reason. They don't even question you. They don't send you an email. They just block it. Nope. So I'm looking at it like, should I detest, you know, should I contact them or take this as an opportunity to redesign and republish the same damn book with a different cover? So that's what I'm going to do. What is it? Making lemonades out of lemon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And 2020 being hindsight, looking at that cover, I mean, it was an interesting cover. I'll grab one of those books right here right now. I mean, it was an interesting cover. But I think, like, kind of going into the new books, the new book cover of as far as, like, going into the pod space a little bit more, more podcasting a little bit. And then I could probably make this a little bit more bookish. Mm -hmm. And so I could kind of, you know, do a little bit more color. And there's another thing, too, is, like, the contrast. I mean, obviously, this one is a full-color book, and this one kind of have white, so the background kind of bleeds into Amazon a little bit. Oh, I said the name of the devil itself. Oh, yes. no. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, yes. So, ideally, I'm just going to redesign this, make some tweaks, make some updates, and, and re-release it. And since I'm releasing the, the book journal, I might as well go ahead and release the podcast journal at the same time. I mean, it's just one of those things that happens, you know? Yeah. Great segue. So, you have pod notes in your hand. Yes. Um, tell your audience a little bit about what are pod notes. So after this is like my ninth book. So after writing enough books, I just realized that, you know, thick books are great if you really want to sit down and eat an entire, you know, 24 ounce steak. But more than likely, you don't. You just probably want like eight ounces at a time. So why don't I just make it smaller, kind of like a cliff note variation of one particular topic? And in this case, this book is talking about just about lead generation and, and brand building. So I was like, I could create an entire series of these topics. So like I've been dropping um, blog posts and articles literally almost every other day for like the past few months. I could easily take those concepts and turn them into these micro little books. 50 pages is, is the goal. This book is exactly 50 pages and it has just what you need to understand about branding and lead generation. So this is the direction I'm going in, which is way more value, more helpful, and it goes hand in hand with the Boston Cage brand. What are some of the other topics that are going to be in the other books? Put you on the spot. I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, like how to be a good host, how to be a good guest. And again, this is not the exact title, but this is just like the core focus of those books. Um, monetization, creating directories. And again, these are all the things that we've been doing and are doing currently for Boston Cage. And a lot of times I'll get random questions. So it's like, well, why don't I just kind of create a small little book to kind of help people get on that journey and get some of those FAQs out the way and then take action. Yeah, bite-sized pieces, cliff notes, or I think the young people call them spark notes now. I don't know. Yeah, it's a new competitor. So cliff notes and spark notes, they're both brand names. So mm -hmm. now we have pod notes, which ironically <laughs> enough, that nobody owns. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, should we go after this trademark? I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things, right? So, I mean, it's, 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 it's up in the air for that, for sure. <laughs> books, 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 and more books. That's your thing. So Yes. Any more coming out this year that everybody should look out besides pod notes or is this the year of pod notes? Um, well, we did the notebooks as well. I think I got some notebooks here. Uh, notebooks. Yes, notebooks up here. So we did the whole 32 notebooks in January. Um, and we kind of created a whole like <laughs> merch line based upon these books. We created shoes, which I don't think I have any of them up here right now. I think I took yeah, them down. Oh, I got other shoulder. Yeah, one over there. So we have shoes and Think about it from a standpoint, 32 notebook, 32 shoes. 
times the variables of shoes and then book bags, um, jackets, t-shirts. So again, it's just cross-referencing the marketing and branding strategy that I've always been telling you guys about. So just want you guys to understand that you can take something as simple as a notebook and turn it into something else and add more revenue streams to it. So with that being said, the 32 that came out, I've had some um, requests for other colors. So I think of it as far as like memory, right? 32 bits of memory, then what will be next? 64 bits of memory. So, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to happen this year, but ideally the next generation of the next colors are probably going to come out with the same things that we did with the first generation. So it's going to be books, it's going to be shoes and everything else behind the scenes. Um, obviously pod notes, I could definitely do some more of those. The journals at the bare minimum, I'm going to re redo the book journal and the podcast journal because that's, that's just the space of where we are. And then if time... It's still there before the year is out. The goal I really want to do is go into the holiday season and release the kid book. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That would be cool. A yeah. holiday gift to go around. And, and they're 85% done. I mean, all the copies done, all the concepts. And I mean, we could talk about the concept a little bit behind that. But I was kind of thinking of it from a Star Wars standpoint. Like, what would Star Wars look like if it was a podcast? Like, in, like if you took, pod, took Star Wars and completely rebranded it as Podcast Journey. So instead of lightsabers, they're like mic savers or microphones. And, and instead of like, um, you know, Jedis, you know, we would kind of change that terminology to be more um, conducive to podcast terminology. So ideally it's an education tool for kids to kind of understand the terms and what these actual items are and how they're used, but in a story format, much like Star Wars. That's true. If anyone knows SA's brain and how it works, you know, it's going to be wild and you know, censored in this case, since it's for kids, but it's right. going to be a wild story. So we'll look for that. Yeah. And the beauty of that, I think, I, I don't remember, because wrote, we wrote that thing, like, what, 12 months ago? So mm -hmm. that's the problem, too, is like, I have these ideas, I take action on them, and I pretty much get them ready for release. And then I put them on hold, because if I was to release everything at the same time, I think, like, if, if, if it's too much for me, I can't imagine for, for a listener to kind of even consume mm -hmm. the content. So... We wrote 12, 12 of those books at one time. So they're all ready, done. Just need to kind of do some design work with them and get them ready for release. Yes, we will definitely work on getting that out at the end of the year because I think it'll be a great holiday gift for kids, you know, yep. teaching about how podcast works in their language. So Correct. Yeah. Also, another big thing that's coming up, not going to put a timeline on it because then that means you would have to get it done tomorrow, is the new website. Talk about the site, bossoncage.com. Yeah, so this one was a major untaking. Um, for those that know, I mean, I, I, like coming out of that stroke, I was kind of like, oh, let's just do kind of this author page kind of thing, My Success X. And I was like, oh, let me build up my, my author name, S.A. Grant. So then that, then that came on top. And then finally, I made the decision to create Boston Cage like 18 months after all the other things. And I was like, well, we just put them all into one website. So the Boston Cage website was nothing more than a blog category search engine in WordPress that was running on all these other platforms, right? So that was just kind of like, at the end, now when Boston Cage became its own thing, I was like, how do we flip it and make Boston Cage the primary and get rid of these other things? And it's not as easy to do it in web as you would think it is. So I was like, well, now's the opportunity for us to kind of rebrand everything again and build this website that's way more conducive to SEO compliance, way more all the elements that we have, because we have the books, we have the academy, we have the online directories. And to your point, we have multiple different podcasts. I have multiple different books. So blah, 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 bl
Now we're going to have a new website that takes everything that we've been doing at scale on multiple different platforms and bring them all into one bubble, into one home, and everything will be all-inclusive to bossoncage.com. One-stop shop for everything, Boston Cage. Correct. And it also brings in Cerebral too. So, I mean, Cerebral was essentially the digital agency that we have behind the scenes that's doing all the work for us and doing the work for our clients. So that's going to pretty much fade to black, finally, right? And everything is going to be under Boston Cage. So under Boston Cage, we're going to have, you know, case studies, testimonials, services rendered, and in addition, podcasts, books. So it's it's pretty much going to be like... <laughs> The, the 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 Amazon version of Boston Gage. There you go. There's your Amazon again. <laughs> yes, and it went off on me over here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She'll start talking. So we have books. We have a new site. And in true form, like people have to understand, there's not a lot of time in the day, but we try to check as many as these, of these boxes as possible. If you could, so anyone who thinks that it's chaos in his background behind him, you should see the chaos that you cannot see. And probably to your right or your left, think you're right. There is a giant whiteboard with, mm. I feel like 3,000 sticky notes on it because Correct. let's talk a little bit about Boston Cage software. Yeah, so <laughs> the board. <laughs> part of that, like, you know, I'm always a kind of a futurist in a sense. So I always kind of give clues. Prime example, this book, the clues in the book, right? So WizPub is the next generation of Boston Cage and we're kind of building towards that and creating a software platform that kind of does what we do for Boston Cage at scale and giving opportunity for other individuals to leverage our systems and leverage our platform. And so we're becoming founders. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Let's talk a little bit about what was the problem statement that got us to this point um i think you you summed it up i mean we do too many damn things at the same time and i think it's not too it's not like how it was before before i was trying to do insurance travel agent work for a company run an agency but now everything is all boss and cage so in the in the world of digital marketing and branding and strategy everything falls into this overarching umbrella there's still multiple different facets and for me the big pigeon everything sticks together everything is a puzzle piece so ideally, that was the, the catalyst. It was like, dude, like we got all these different things going on. And every time I have like a conversation with someone and I'm telling them about what we're doing in our systems, usually I get the, the deer in the headlight to kind of like, like, dude, this is awesome. Like, how did you do it? And I was just kind of like, okay, well, we took small bites over a period of time for the past three years to get to where we are. Now we're at the point to where we can kind of take all our systems and put them into a platform to help people. Yeah, it's been a really fun project to break all the individual pieces apart, create, like I said, 3,000 sticky notes about this, does this, this needs to do this, this is the problem we're solving, yada, 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 and then that to slowly form into almost like this MVP of what the software is going to be, and then we can kind of look forward and see the different iterations. It's It's been a really cool thing. So, and true software founder mode, for the most part, we can't put a timeline on it. Ideally, we would like to release tomorrow, but we do. <laughs> you want to see him have another stroke? That may be it. So just know in the background, we're working on something to simplify the podcasting process as much as possible um, and offer other benefits to podcasters and those who work with podcasters. So executive producers, you know, copywriters, everything. So be really cool. Yep. Yep. 
and the cool thing about that is like there's there's other platforms that are maybe dibbling in this space so it kind of gives us the opportunity to kind of see what they're doing and what they're not doing and kind of fill in the void between the overlapping platforms kind of like what i always taught talked about is triangulation that's what we're trying to do right we're trying to triangulate to see where's the variables where is the need where's the requirements where's the value and where are all these other platforms missing the mark mm -hmm. yeah there's mud so let's talk about season five before we go into season six which i'm excited about season six um and i'll tell you all why shortly but season five we had Everything, of course, from CEOs, authors, founders, co-founders. We had an actual, I think, maybe two episodes where it was a team. It was two people on there. The brothers were one, Elliot and Don Chapman. And then also, I guess it's the Camejo brothers, Fonzie and Luis. So put, putting you on the spot because I was looking at our downloads. So for season five, the highest downloaded episode was actually Joseph Fung, CEO of Yavaro, the seller's boss. You remember this episode? You said it was a Joseph Fong? Uh-huh. That was episode two. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was the highest downloaded of this season, so. Yeah, and I, I remember, too, because I mean, his cameras, he had, he had really good video quality. I remember that, yes. So it was definitely <laughs> a solid episode. I mean, I think we had some really good episodes. I mean, Joseph is definitely one that's memorable. Mm -hmm. But I think it kind of goes to cross-marketing, right? Yeah. If, if he had marketed to his audience and I, we marketed to ours, that's probably why he has probably more downloads than some other people that may not have shared it or they may only share it on one platform. But like memory serves me correctly, I think we also had Michael Whitehouse. Yep. I was just going to mention him, the guy who knows a guy. <laughs> yeah, which was definitely a phenomenal episode. I always say that Michael is definitely interesting. Um, we also had Nicholas Ho, which was personal for me because we went to college together. So to kind of see what he's doing with books at scale and, and in schools was definitely a phenomenal platform. Another one that I remember was RT. RT was a phenomenal dude because it was watches. It was like watches and he was drop shipping watches and it was just kind of like the whole philosophy of how he started creating and developing these watches and, and how, like, I think even that's the episode that they they beat a patent or they beat a, um, a trademark infringement or something along those lines that somebody came at them, like a major corporation came at them and they beat them. I was just like, dude, how, how did you win that? <laughs> Shout out to his company, Vortec Watch Company, Timeless Boss. He was episode 15, if you all want to go back and listen. So, yeah, mm -hmm. anyone who who beats out Goliath in a sense is actually a really great episode. So. Really solid episode. And to your point, I mean, the brothers, the content is for, for profit. And, and I love those guys. I mean, I, I met those guys, I think it was through either PodFest or SEN, but we have so many overlapping circles. Like, I mean, they, they also, they know Damon, they also know Red Hat Larry. So just kind of like all these different overlaps. So a lot of times, you know, I'll give them some connections with people that I've met that's in the podcasting industry to kind of just keep helping them grow and, and being prosperous. Yeah, one of your other connections was on this season, Stevie Don Carter, Stevie Don Inspires, who is the shark boss. Yes, shark boss, which is cool. Cause I mean, Stevie is one of those people that she talks on stages like out of 365 days of the year, something like 200 days. Like, I want you to think about that. Like, how the hell do you talk for like two thirds of the year on stages? But that's what she does. I mean, she literally goes in and gives education speeches two thirds out of the year, which is crazy, but phenomenal. But she's definitely a hell of an inspiration for sure. Definitely. It's, this was a season also of one of the Bowman brothers. So we had Donnie and then this season we had Keith. Yeah, yeah. I always say that 
each brother that I'm talking to, that's my favorite brother, right? So, <laughs> so Keith, but, but Keith has a very cool business. And it was, it was, it's kind of like he actually works with Donnie as far as in the networking side, but at the same time, he runs his entire business behind the scenes that kind of, if you're doing background checks, like his his is one of the major platform that do that does background checks behind the scenes on a global scale. So it was definitely interesting to hear his philosophies on how he created the company and, and got it to where it is. And and to spin off of that, we also had Jesse. And Jesse is is the founder of um Influencersoft, which is a mm-hmm. platform that I always say, if you're looking for a marketing platform that has a CRM, email marketing, funnels, automation like if you if if you think of the way my brain works this platform fits my brain it's like a perfect platform to kind of for a digital marketer that has multiple different attributes to kind of keep everything on one platform yes uh, influence yourself is a platform i probably see up on your screen multiple times a day so and jesse was our influencer boss so this was uh, as picking your favorite kid. This was an interesting season, I'll say. It went really, really, really fast. I will say that because we were, mm. you know, towards the first of the year. And now I'm like, oh, we need to start planning for next season, season six, which is right around the corner, which actually first episode will be out on Tuesday. So mm. who do we have coming up in season six? And I'm going to cheat a little bit because I didn't realize until shortly before this call that in season six, we have our first billionaire. Mm. Yeah, she she was. Yeah, technically she was the first documented billionaire. Mm-hmm. Yes, Wiley Day herself. But before we get to Wiley, I think one other person that we forgot to mention from season oh. five was Kate, the branding boss. Yes, yes, the brand boss. Yes, yes. So, I mean, Kate is, is a phenomenal, um, like, business partner and friend as well, too. Like, literally her and I, we just had a conversation earlier this week because we went to Germany and she went to Portugal. So mm-hmm. having this conversation back and forth. So we're planning on meeting in Amsterdam next year sometime. So that's that's the goal of that, that mm-hmm. conversation. <laughs> but back to Wiley, I mean, I remember the episode vividly because it was one of the episodes that I had made the announcement about, hey, guys, if you had an opportunity to speak to a billionaire, like, what kind of questions would you ask? Some people okay. followed up with some questions. And some people were just kind of like their mouth was on the floor about like like a real billionaire. I was like, yeah, like like a legit real billionaire that's on Forbes, that's like right there next to Oprah and Rihanna, like literally amongst them. She is amongst them. She is ranked two thousand five hundred and four on Forbes uh, billionaire list, and I think she's number twenty two on females on female Forbes business owners. I mean, she if you check out her. You Google her. I mean, she is a serial entrepreneur in a sense, but she started one company um, and then they moved to another company. It's her and her partner. They're based out of Las Vegas. So they're not ones that are sitting still in their later half of their life. There's no such thing as retirement, I think, in their world. <laughs> so. No, no. I mean, she's kind of going more into like the the Facebook beta variation of VR. Mm-hmm. and But again, I think she has the, the, the right and the opportunity to do it because one comment that she made on that episode that resonates with me is like, like she may not be in household name, but her product is in three out of five households. Yep. And then you just pause and think about that. Like three out of five, like not national, international. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, what the, and then she was just pretty much all smart TVs, um, Apple TVs, fire sticks are all leveraging her technology. So I want you to think about that at scale. Hence why she's a damn billionaire. Right. So. Exactly. And what she's working on now in AI in the metaverse space, just looking at her site is very someone that you will want to continue to watch over the next couple of years. I definitely say that. Facts. Mm -hmm. Facts. 
also for season six, we we have a lot of we have doctors and we have lawyers and and someone who labeled themselves the chief instigator, which was Laura Templeton of 30 Seconds Success. That's going to be an interesting episode, chief instigator and to see exactly what that means. Yeah. And I remember Laura, I met Laura through um, SCN. So it's a beautiful thing about like. I think as a podcaster, you figure out like these subsystems It's kind of like there's networking on one hand. It gives you an opportunity to get really cool people that you've talked to, did virtual coffees with, probably met in person to interview. And then on the other hand, systematized wise is the podcast recruiters or podcast mm-hmm. recruiters, which most podcasters know, but they're not really leveraging as they should. And to give you an example of what I mean by leveraging, I had an opportunity to speak to one of them out of like the 20 that we have in our database. And literally in less than a week, we had two conversations. And by that Friday, we had 28 people booked. Well, I remember that. <laughs> from one. And, and again, they're 28 people at like, not just regular people, like they're founders. I think one of the ones that we recently interviewed, I think his net was something where like $500 million. It was like, mm-hmm. what? That was Ben. Actually, Ben was, was one of those, those people that was recommended. Oh, yeah. Our last episode. episode. Last episode. So Ben, I was just kind of like, like you have to like yeah we interviewed billionaires but you have to comprehend like the 500 million is still a huge thing in a short period of time so just hearing him talk about it and he was so like nonchalant it's kind of like that's the pattern to when you get to that certain level it's kind of like yeah 500 million dollars but you know they're still wanting to achieve more and do more and get back more more value exactly exactly we also have coming up in season six is the founder of 1-800-DENTIST which is crazy because mm-hmm. our I don't want to say I was like a kid, but I remember being younger <laughs> and hearing 1-800-DENTIST and thinking like, wow, that's so cool. And then now on the show in season six, his episode um, will be on. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I remember the episode, too, because it was kind of like, you know, you try not to have shell shock when you're, when you're talking to someone that you that you grew up watching and understanding that they made, you know, bazillion dollars doing a commercial about dentists. So like just talking about the story of how he got into that. And how it grew and where it came to be. And even when he like got to the point to where they sold it, it was like all these different opportunities, overcoming hurdles. And even at that level of being that high on the plateau, there were still things that they had to fight through and overcome. And prime example was like the Yellow Pages and all these other online yeah. directories that are in existence. And even Google, they still had to figure out how to kind of still be top dog in that space. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that was right around the time that Google was becoming Google, right around the time that 1-800-DENTIST in there and just thinking about, all right, how do I continue to maintain this 1-800 number when someone can just go to Google <laughs> and look up a dentist? So, yep. Yep. This, this is why we do this, these great stories of, okay, now you see what the finished product is, but how did they get there? That's the part that I always love about the show. It's like, okay, now you're a billionaire or whatever it is. How did you get to that point? And sometimes those nuggets that you're not even kind of paying attention to 100%, but then you'll hear it. That's, that's usually someone's aha moment. Like, oh, let me try this for my business. And yeah, so I love it. Good old Fred. <laughs> Definitely. Um, like I said earlier, we have doctors, we have lawyers coming out this season, the chief instigator. I'm looking forward to that episode. Of course, Wiley Day, um, who I've probably... Google her now more than anything in the entire world. So season six, as usual, is about to be awesome. Yes. Okay. More feedback for season six. Anything for the guests to look forward to? I don't. I don't think there's anything particularly new 
per se for the season besides the quality of the guests. And keep in mind, like we have a backlog, right? So this year I was hoping that our backlog would get reduced and instead it got increased, which was <laughs> kind of crazy. But again, like I said, we had one conversation. We got 20, 28 interviews, which is usually a, an entire season. So from a two-hour call, we ended up with an entire extra season that's already booked for this year, right? And I think we probably interviewed maybe a few of them. And mm-hmm. point of that is just kind of like, like prime example, the last one that we just released, that was an episode that we like we recorded two days before. So it kind of talks about yeah. it. So now we're having like this overlap of, well, we're still playing our backlog in sequence. And then we have an expedited option for anyone that wants to skip the line so we're starting to get some new stuff with some older stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a great blend. And I, I think it, it gives back a value in the sense of the conversations. And there's no difference between someone that's making a million dollars between someone's making a billion dollars, except for the additional things that they have done to get to that next level. Like that's, that's the beauty of this show is hearing two stories side by side and seeing the similarities and then seeing where the similarities stop to where that person then becomes a billionaire or becomes a hundred millionaires. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, we are have about a year black backlog right now. Any episodes that we're recording now will not be released until, I guess, fourth quarter of 2024, going into 2025 at this point. So we do offer that service of what we have an expedited episode. Like if you have a product coming out, if you have a book that you want to launch and talk about, you know, it's kind of a little bit of skipping the line for the most part. But I, I like it in the sense of we have new content that's coming out real time. We have older content that you've probably seen on live before, like Wally Day. You recorded her. You all went live. And that was almost a year ago. And now the actual episode is coming out. So um, I like that kind of mix of new and old. And all the episodes really are evergreen. So mm-hmm. you can't say that this one was recorded yesterday versus this one was recorded a year ago. But yeah, mm-hmm. pretty cool to mix Point it up. We still got some season one, season two, and season three, and season four being propagated and shared. So the reality is, is like, you know, you never know when you log into any of our platforms, which variation or which season or which episode you're going to see because they're all overlapping. So I want you to think about that at scale. What is it going to look like five years from now? Like, you know, we're going into season six, but like when we get to like season 15, season 20, and we're still getting content from season two and season 18 all at the same time, it's going to be a lot of damn content in the world. It is. It is. I'm just patting myself on my back. You should start a podcast. There you go. Mm. <laughs> and now you don't even want to be on it with your flowers in your you hiding behind the scenes put me in front of the camera have me do this routinely day in day out week after week and then you just want to come in like once once a quarter or once a year like really, really? twice a year mm-hmm. <laughs> beginning and end <laughs> so we've talked about season five what's coming up for season six the ten thousand and three things that mr grant has going on related to the website and our software and always the books have anything you want to close out this episode with? I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just so many different things that, that are happening on the positive side to um, Boston Cage. I think if you want to, we can kind of allude to the, the, the changing of the background, the changing of the scenery, like within a year from now. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to say any dates, but ideally a year from now, we're supposed to be in a different location and a different time zone. So I want you to talk about that a little bit. I don't want to talk about that. So yes, in a year, potentially, um, with me starting a new role at my nine to five, uh, we may be relocating across the pond, literally to the Netherlands. So um, we'll be only about five to six hour time difference, depending on daylight savings time. 
but yeah, by this time next year, the goal is to be across the pond. You know, we have people who know our kids. We have one kid that just graduated, one that's getting ready to graduate. He's a senior this year. So, you know, it's a great time in life to kind of step out of our box of beautiful, I guess, East Cobb Roswell and see what else the world I guess, has. You know, we travel a lot, everyone knows. Um, and I'm going to go the shout out that I still, my favorite place is Barcelona, but, you know, having an opportunity through my company to be able to live in another country that's very central to a lot of other countries. Like, it's like you can be in one place and then two hours later, you can be in Berlin or two hours later, you can be here and so forth. Um, it's a really cool opportunity. So send your good wishes, well wishes and prayers that will be there this time next year yeah. Yeah, with, with, with the dog. So don't, try to uh, get rid of my dog. Yes. So <laughs> trying to, to bring the furry animals with her. So awesome. like going into it, I mean, you could probably hear, I, I got to figure out like what, what's the new opening going to be? Because I mean, once we're over there, we're going to have to kind of identify that we're there. So it's probably going to be welcome, welcome back to Boston Cage, blah, 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 edition or whatever, like whatever country we end up in, which will be interesting because I mean, obviously we start traveling from country to country, then we can kind of start doing seasons based upon those country regions. Yeah. How about, how about that? That'll be you can get me on the show more often if we're doing the show in a different country every time. How about that? Mm. <laughs> mm. Talk about putting the pressure on people. Talk <laughs> about putting the pressure on. But ideally, I mean, going into closing, again, like we are 100% driven towards giving value. So we want to know, like, what kind of insight are, are you getting or are you getting enough? Do you want more? What questions do you have? Again, I'm doing this is not just for our legacy, but for the legacy of people out there that are looking for opportunities and trying to figure things out, can't find answers. And they just want a little bit of inspiration. And these stories not only help you to help us, but also could help our kids and our grandkids. Sure. This is quite the legacy. Yes. Yes. Which means I got to produce more content. <laughs> we have a lot already. <laughs> It's okay. not enough, damn it. We need more. <laughs> we got to be able to be like, hey, we post once every hour on the hour on all platforms. I'm turning my notifications off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, that, that's when you get into diversification, right? You kind of separate it out. Like, hey, well, this is just about podcasting. This is just about business. This is just about food. This is just about books. So I can go into closing for real, for real this time. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of switching it up a little bit, not just to be the Boston Cage podcast, but more so the Boston Cage Network. Mm -hmm. Something that we're going to release on this new website as well, because to your point, we do have the Boston Cage um, food group, Uncaged Foodies podcast. That's yep. season one is getting ready to end. Um, the book club, I actually figured out a system. And so every time I interview someone on Boston Cage and they have a book, by default, automation kicks in, sends them an email, sends them a follow-up, and then automatically invites them to be a guest on that show. So obviously the book podcast is going to be growing, and I'm going to syndicate that here shortly. So ideally, my goal is to have four podcasts that are all highly ranked podcasts that are all driven by the Boston Cage model. I claim it. It'll be this year. It will be definitely. I shout out to the Foodie Podcast. It's every Wednesday from 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and it is hilarious. <laughs> That's all that is the adjective that I need to use for that one. There's no other way to describe it. It's it's a great group of guys talking about food and drinks and, and everything. So yeah, and there's, there's some an interesting element comments. 
Yeah, and so elements of Boston Cajun there as well, too, because, I mean, we have opportunity to interview bosses that are food-related. Like, we just mm-hmm. interviewed Dom, who's, like, the vegan boss, and she's traveling the entire U.S. right now, creating her award-winning, um, I think it's corn salsa. So, I mean, like, having opportunity to talk to that person in a Boston Cage format, but 100% driven on food, that's what really Boston Cage is about. You can take that concept and apply it to essentially anything and make a core niche of it. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I am all out of questions. I have survived my <laughs> 45 minutes online. <laughs> yes. And the thing is, it's probably, we have hardware and software glitches right now. So we're not really sure if it's even streaming right now. So, I mean, I know it's recording. I'm just going to have to then go ahead and upload it manually, which if you know me, you know, I hate to do things manual. So mm-hmm. I'm probably going to put some F words and some curse words as I'm uploading this to different channels when it could have systematically done it for me. But, you know, things break, you got to fix it. Take lemonade out of lemons. There you go. Yes. Yes. And put a little bit of bourbon in that. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is it for season five going into season six. And who thought we'd have been here, man? But I appreciate you guys. We look forward to keep creating this content, keep growing, keep scaling. Yes, the heart emoji all day, mm-hmm. every day. S.A. Grant. And what you guys know, what I call her is really the wife boss. <laughs> Over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762-233-BOSS. That's 762-233-2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a boss in cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off. Listeners of Boss Uncaged are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.